0: You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Interstate Batteries. Interstate Batteries has been a proud supporter of the Sportsman's Nation since day one. So, if you need batteries for your truck, batteries for your trail cameras, TV remote controls, flashlights, you name it, Interstate Batteries has what you need. They have thousands of retail locations all over the United States. So stop in, talk to a battery specialist, or for more information, visit InterstateBatteries.com. My name is Clay Newcomb, and I'm
1: the host of the Bear Hunting Magazine Podcast. I'll also be your host into the world of hunting, the icon of the North American wilderness, the bear. We'll talk about tactics, gear, conservation. But we'll also bring you into some of the wildest country on the planet, Chasing Bears.
2: Welcome to the Bear Hunting Magazine podcast. This is the Bear Tech, Colby Moorhead. Before we get into today's podcast, we want to highlight a few of our friends. First of all, the Western Bear Foundation. These guys are doing great work. They really represent bear hunting in a, in a, good, a good way. And they're doing things with public to, to help bring just knowledge. They're also working with wildlife agencies and different studies and just really contributing whatever they can to help this thing that we love so much. Also, want to highlight W Hunting Supply. Their customer support is next to none. I've heard Clay on the phone with them before, and they are great to work with. Just really uh, supportive people that know their product and they'll do whatever they can to make sure that, that you leave happy. And then, we need to highlight Northwoods bear products. I, uh, I actually used it for the first time last year when I started here. I baited my first sight, it was a big milestone, and i tell you what, after I added the, the Northwoods to it, those bears just started coming in, just really hammering it. So my def- I definitely became a quick believer. It smells pretty good in small quantities. Do not store it in your truck, back of the truck for for the Northwoods, but you definitely want some. Also, check out the southeastern chapter of the backcountry hunters and anglers. I'm not really sure what to say about the BHA that hasn't already been said. They're doing great work to make sure that public lands stay public. You definitely want to check them out after this podcast. James is a great guy, and I feel like he really represents the BHA well. On this podcast... Clay is joined by his father, Gary, and his son, Bear, alongside James Brandenburg from the Backcountry Hunters and Anglers, the Southeast chapter, and his son, Zach. This is a youth turkey hunt they did this last weekend uh, in the mountains of Arkansas. They talk about some of the history of turkey hunting in Arkansas with what it was like whenever Clay's dad started hunting turkeys. And they move into how it is today, and they recount their hunt and just have a really good conversation. I think you're going to enjoy it. Bear check out.
1: Well, if you think you hear the pitter-patter of rain on, a, on an awning and the crackle of a pine-killing fire, it's because you do. Um, we are in the National Forest here in Arkansas, and we're at our youth turkey camp. So it's, uh, today's April the 11th. It's the first day of youth turkey season in Arkansas, and it's been raining. James, how long has it been raining? Uh, about four hours, I think, four or five hours now. It's been raining since 3 o'clock. Three or, yeah, I think about 3 o'clock. And that's almost exactly when they said that it was going to rain. The only weather forecast that's accurate
3: is the one that says it's going to rain when you want to hunt.
4: Yeah
1: yeah exactly (laughs) exactly well hey let me introduce here who who's around our fire so let me describe what we've got we've got one of these like camping awnings you know and we learned today that this is a how big is this awning dad 20 foot by 10
5: 10 by 20 10 by
1: 20 kind of one of these little just outdoor awnings pop-up canopy and we learned that they will blow away in a storm if you don't tie it off. So we've got this thing tied off to the truck, to the camper. We've got rocks hanging from it. And uh, we've got a fire built inside of it. So we decided, we wanted to see if the fire would burn a hole through the roof or if it wouldn't. And it turns out it doesn't when yet. the wind's blowing. Yeah. It hasn't yet. <laughs> but, no, so I've got uh, right here to my left, I've got my dad... Gary Newcomb, he is the CEO and president of the Newcomb School of Hard Knocks, Newcomb Hunting School of Hard Knocks. Dad, can you can you greet can you greet the people? Yeah, I'm waving to them right now. <laughs> yeah, hello. <laughs> and then we've got Bear John Newcomb, who by the end of this you're going to learn a few things that is going to be important about him. So Bear's fourteen. Bear, say hi. Hi. Oh, wow. You sound so enthralled. These boys have been up for a long time today. <laughs> and then to his to his left, we've got Zach Brandenburg. Zach, stick that up there and say hi. Hello. Yeah, so Zach, Zach's 14 as well. And so you, we're going to get to my next guest here, James Brandenburg. So James, Zach's father. James has been on the podcast before, but we were youth turkey hunting with Bear and Zach. Yep. Yeah. And – we're eventually going to get to the story of a quite eventful turkey hunt but uh dad how long have we been hunting back in here oh my goodness
5: oh we moved you know 84 probably 89 somewhere in that range you, you know you guys were probably old enough to come out with me at that time i don't remember but somewhere around 89 i'd guess yeah 1989,
1: not 18. <laughs> <laughs> 1989, yeah. yeah. And so, all this country back in here, you know, this is this national forest. And when you first moved down, well, I, I mean, you've lived in this part of the state your whole life, right. but you moved over to kind of western Arkansas. Man, when you first got here in the 80s, though, that was kind of the heyday of Arkansas turkey hunting, wasn't it?
5: It was good. It was really good.
1: And you could kill three birds?
5: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, if you were any kind of turkey hunter at all, it was very easy to kill one or two, you know. Yeah. I don't actually remember three as the limit. I know I don't think I, but. Maybe, maybe at some time in there it was. But, uh, you know, you could move around and, and maybe kill four a couple of years. You know, we could yeah. go up to go up north a little ways, go south a little ways, and you, yeah. it was legal to kill more than two birds.
1: Yeah. So, James, you, you didn't hear the full story today. And now, Dad, we're going to have to tell this story without mentioning any names, okay? Um, you didn't hear the full story. So, okay. Dad. Is a he, he's a retired banker. Yeah. Okay. So he was a he was he was a banker in this small town over here in Western Arkansas. And when Dad first moved to this town to work at the bank, how old were you, Dad? Thirty. Thirty six, probably. So now you're seventy two. Seventy two. So you're thirty six years old, and he's a hunter, and he's a banker in this small town. Okay. Okay. And. A guy, probably fifteen years older than you, maybe ten years older than you, comes in. Do You know what story I'm wanting you to tell about a a, a gentleman that was well known as a a uh, not the most honest turkey hunter that yeah. took you turkey hunting. Yeah, yeah, I remember that well. Well, do you want me to tell the story? Or yeah, do you want go to tell ahead. It? Go ahead. You can tell it. I don't. You know. Well, okay, so dad meets this guy dad's a new guy in town wanting to build a good relationship with the people in the community. And this guy comes into his office and he's a turkey hunter. And so dad and him hit it off and they become buddies, you know, just acquaintances. And the guy says, Hey, why don't you come turkey hunting with me? And dad was like, great, you bet. I'll go turkey hunting with you. Well, let's go Saturday. And so dad's like, great, let's go Saturday. So he tells you where to meet. Y'all go turkey hunting, and I may remember the story as well as you Or I, I remember it almost word for word the way you told it. But they, and so you, you take out, you hijack this story at some point, okay? Okay. So you and this gentleman go to the turkey woods, and you, you hear birds, and he, he calls in just a big group of jakes. And these Jake turkeys come in, and he's trying to get you to shoot, and you can't see them. You can't see him, You're out of position. And finally, they get to where they're going to spook, and he, boom, boom, shoots two of them. Right. At the time, you could. it was legal to kill Jake's. Okay. He kills two Jake's. And so, you know, Dad's kind of a new turkey hunter. He's like, man, we just killed two, you know, this guy just killed two turkeys. Good for him. Well, The guy says, hey, Gary, I bet if we go right over the ridge, we can call those turkeys back in, and you can kill one. Well, so they go right over the ridge, and uh, this guy is a top-notch turkey hunter, turns out. They call, and here come these birds back in. Am I right? Correct. Well, same story. Dad's trying to get on these turkeys, get on these turkeys. He can't, he can't, he can't, he can't, he can't, and all of a sudden from somewhere over to his right or left he hears boom <laughs> well another turkey hits the ground and it was this guy that had killed it this guy's killed three turkeys you have three i i know for a fact that, that, you could have three was, yeah that year you yeah right. three turkey you kill three tag three turkeys so you know dad's just saying well this guy's just finished up his season mm-hmm. turns out he may have just been starting his season but <laughs> so they haul three turkeys out of the woods and uh, and dad is, doesn't think much of it other than just there's a great hunt and this guy's a really good turkey hunter well he puts the turkeys in the back of the truck and they go down to the local gas station and both dad and this guy walk in the gas station well dad had noticed that this guy didn't put his tags on the turkey but he didn't think much about it you know just like well he'll probably do it here in a little bit well dad and this guy walk in to the gas station and all of a sudden the door to the gas station swings open and it's the game warden. Do you remember who the game warden was yeah, at that time? Yeah, I do. The game warden walks in to the gas station who will remain unnamed and uh, dad notices that the guy he's hunting with kind of slips out the door he just come in <laughs> It kind of slips out to the parking lot. And uh it just so happened he put his tags on those turkeys once the game warden showed up. And then he walks back in. And the game warden says, hey, how'd y'all do this morning? And the guy goes, man, we had a great morning. Killed three gobblers. And uh, game warden comes out, looks at the turkeys. They've all got their tags on them. Am I right? No. Well, can you tell it? I can. Tell it.
5: Well, A buddy of mine called me the night before and said the game words are thick out that way, and make sure whatever you do is legal. And of course, I am legal. I mean, you but this have, other guy, I don't know. You know, that's right. But me, not a big deal. I said, I don't care. I, I don't. You know, if I do something illegal, I don't know about it. And I said, I'm not going to worry about it. And he he said, okay, now I'm warning you. This guy you're going with, I don't know what you know but they're they're looking tomorrow and so (laughs) when we pull up at that station i'm telling this guy all the way aren't you gonna tag those birds nah nah not yet and i go you sure you don't want to tag those birds so we pull up to the station and we go inside and of course he's He's kind of tickled. He's got his realtor and his banker with him, and, you know, he's just introducing everybody to everybody. And uh, all of a sudden, the game warden, which was a mistake, pulled up right at the front door (laughs) where you could see him. Okay. Well, Well, this guy goes straight over to where you sign in and acted like he just walked in and he was signing these turkeys in. So you had the check sheet.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
5: No tags on the birds, but he was signing the check sheet. So when the guy walks in, my buddy goes, hey, man, what's going on? Here, meet Gary Newcomb. You know, hey, here's my other buddy over here. Look at these guys I'm running with. I'm, you know, I'm a pretty cool guy. (laughs) Well, he goes out. I, I can't remember if he went and looked at the birds or not, but the birds didn't have tags on them but he looked at the check sheet and he got in his truck and drove off and 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 you know they they wanted
0: yeah. they
5: wanted somebody out there real bad <laughs> and, and uh, I mean they missed a glow, golden, golden opportunity and, if he had just parked his truck two down and if he had looked at the birds in the back of his truck because he knew to look there
1: yeah, yeah
5: and go. I got this guy dead to rights. Well,
1: and in, in the in the and what later became known as you've now lived in that community for forty years is that that guy uh, was kind of a world class turkey poacher. His That's whole right. life, and a,
5: a world class guy too. I mean, you know, he, he was able to do that and still remain respectful in a certain degree among people in the county because he was a good guy yeah but he could just kill turkeys like you've never seen (laughs) can i tell him he killed i better not anyway he killed a few birds that year and uh it, it was amazing to me to see all that come down
1: and how the game warden didn't, he, he had his chance he missed it. He, he missed But what it. was so funny to us was, you know, years later is that this new banker is going out with this known outlaw and yep. he didn't know it. Uh-huh. So that's the funny part of the story. And so
5: my buddy, I didn't say it quite that clear, but my buddy said, do not go with this guy. And I said, you know what? I, I don't really care. I'm not going to do anything illegal. And I've never hunted with a really good turkey hunter and I've been hunting for several years, and I've never had somebody of this quality show me how to turkey hunt. And I said, I'm going with him, and I'm not going to worry one bit, because I'm not going to do anything illegal.
3: <laughs> and
5: So anyway, it was, it, it, it's been a kind of a community joke among hunters all these years. I've kind yeah. of enjoyed it, you know. Yeah, yeah. But
1: Well... And that gentleman has since passed away.
5: Yeah. And he's an awesome guy. I mean, uh, he's done so much good for so many people, but he was absolute, you know,
1: he was an outlaw.
5: He was a poacher.
1: Yeah. So, well, what a great way to start the podcast to talk about incredible turkey hunt that we had today it was a lot of fun that was fully within the bounds of the law and within the bounds of lots of great and wonderful things yep um so did i uh no no, no dad you keep yours on uh zach why don't you give that headset back to bear here um so we for the for several years we have uh, we've youth turkey hunted many times with tag teaming with another father son team we've done it multiple times and uh it's always a challenge but it's worked for us several times and it seems kind of clunky to have four guys trying to set up on the same bird you know two hunters but we've done it before and it's really worked well and so james uh i invited james and zach to come down here with us and uh now james you've turkey hunted. Yep, a fair bit, a little bit. Yep. Yeah, and y'all turkey hunted last weekend in Missouri. Right.
3: Yeah, we went up for the youth weekend in Missouri. We we live close to the border there, so we headed on up there, and uh, it was not a nice weekend weather-wise or turkey-wise. Or it was nice to be outside. We found a mess of morel mushrooms. Really? How many did you find? Over thirty. Did you really? Yeah, in one spot. Wow. Um, which will remain nameless, of course. You know, <laughs> yeah. the ethics of mushroom hunters. Yes. But, uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, we, we had a good time running around in the woods, but we didn't see or hear a turkey.
1: Yeah. Well, so Dad's been scouting down here for the last week, so you kind of knew what the turkey situation was like down here. For starters, the Arkansas turkey numbers are down as much as 60% in a lot of places, our our brood numbers are way down, and there's a lot of almost mysterious stuff happening that is hard to even. It's a lot of it's habitat related, it's predator related, um, a lot of stuff. There's a lot of good podcasts out right now uh, with with that biologist from Georgia that was on the Meteor podcast. He yep. was also on the Land and Legacy podcast, and he talked about all the all the stuff that's going on with our turkeys, but that's affecting us. 20 years ago we would have come in here and had a we would have had a bunch of turkeys located. Right now, we're lucky to find one or two gobblers. That's about right, isn't it, dad? Yeah, yeah. Did, uh, what would it've been like in the good years back in here?
5: Oh, I mean, uh, uh average or below average hunter like myself can come in and kill two or three birds a year and and even bow hunt them, you know, and get shots. Yeah uh without a blind. I mean, you know, it was just it was just nothing to kill one or two birds and then switch to your bow if three was legal. I don't actually remember that three being legal, but obviously it was. But uh, you know, I'd kill one with a gun, then go with a bow. And you know, every Saturday is about the only time I hunted it and, you know, I'd work birds every Saturday. It was no big deal. Yeah. And several birds, you know. Yeah. A lot of times.
1: Yeah. So you had a couple of spots picked out around here where you had, uh, you'd had you heard one bird gobble, you'd seen some tracks and some other places and a little bit of sign and maybe seen a bird or two cross the road. And, you know, we had some history. We quit hunting down in this particular area for about 10 years. Yeah. Ten and years. then this is the first year we've kind of been back. Right. And uh, so we got down here yesterday evening and set up our camp. And Dad and I went up on a just kind of went on a little ride yesterday evening and kind of randomly stopped in a spot that historically had been pretty good right about the time you roost a Turkey. And, uh, I owled and man, a Turkey gobbled probably 300 yards away. And, uh, that was a big deal to have a, have a bird roosted. I mean, we knew just about right where he was, um, Evening before opening day a youth turkey. That was a big deal. And uh the weather was supposed to hold out fairly well. It turned out to be just a kind of a wild day weather wise. We We've we had, had everything. Every single possible thing. Well,
3: we didn't have any frozen stuff, so
1: we, we dodged <laughs> that bullet. Well okay. that was
3: almost that was last weekend, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, um so what we did is uh we went, we got in there early this morning. We got in there. What time we get in there, James? Before 6. Definitely before 6. Yeah. 5.45
3: probably. We
1: left camp around 5.15, and it was probably a 10, 15-minute drive to yeah. get where we were going. And we were walking well before daylight, and what we were going to try to do was just get as close to this bird as we could before he even gobbled just so we'd know, you know, we, we could move in position on him. And uh so we we did that and the wind was blowing just a little bit. How much out was the wind blowing much, Bear, when we started? A little bit. Hey, bro, you're gonna have to unzip your hood. Bear looks like a mummy over there. He's all he's he's pretty cold. You're gonna have to unzip that so we can hear you talk. There we go. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's conserving energy He's, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, wind was blowing fairly, you know, it was variant, but probably up to 10, I, 12 miles an hour at times. Yep. I'd say that's about right. But at daylight, we got up on the highest little point, and I felt like we were within 150 to max 200 yards from where that turkey. We'd heard him gobble the night before, and we sat there. And Bear, what did I what did I tell y'all that we were going to wait to do? What was the sequence of events?
4: We were going to wait till the birds started chirping. Then we were going to owl and see if he would answer.
1: Yep, is that what we did? I'm trying to think. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we did. The yes. answer to that is yes. That's just what we did. <laughs> We, uh, no, so, you know, there's like this m- sequence of the morning when you're turkey hunting, you know, you start to see the sky kind of light up in the east, and then you start to hear the tweety birds, mm-hmm. and then you might start to hear the whoop um, and then, and then you start to hear the crows, and usually about the time you hear the crows is about when you typically are going to hear a turkey gobble, and, uh, A turkey that really wants to gobble will be will be can be gobbling long before that. Have you ever heard a turkey gobble way before daylight? Yes,
3: yes, I sure have. Yeah, and there's gobble and gobble and gobble and gobble. But my last few trips out, I have not experienced that. It's been a while.
1: Yeah. So we sat through the Tweety birds, the crows. can we help you with, with that, Dad? No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> and then, all of a sudden, I well, I owed two, two times and we never heard a turkey. Right, yeah. I owled two times, and that was shocking to me because I knew that the turkeys were, I mean, I just knew that there was a bird hearing me owl, and it was, it was a still morning mm-hmm. for the most part. You know, the wind would swoop up every now and then, but then it lay low for 10 minutes. So like plenty of time to hear a turkey gobble. And after you, and after you owl hooted a couple of times there, I
3: think, you know, it's not wrong for me to admit that as the, as the sun kind of slowly started to creep up and, and illuminate everything. One of the things that it was starting to illuminate was a little bit of doubt. Yes. Just, you know, have we, what have we done wrong? You know, and, it's not even probably quite legal light yet. Yep. And there's already doubt in my mind. It's like, <laughs> we,
1: what have we done? Yes. Well, finally, I howled, and we heard one gobble way off. Mm-hmm. I mean, about as far as you can hear a turkey gobble, we heard a turkey gobble. Yeah. And and it could not have been the one that we roosted. So we still knew there was one pretty close mm-hmm. or felt like there should unless he got spooked in the night or something. and flew off which is possible you know you can roost one and him just not be there the next day which is uncommon but well directly I owled again and one gobbled closer yep on the ridge with us but still pretty far away Mm -hmm. and then what happened bear John?
4: then then we kind of got within like 200 yards of it And where we thought it was. And then we kind of got down on these trees. And because Zach is left-handed, he took the tree on the left. He took the tree on the right. right. Yeah. And because I'm right-handed, I took the tree on the left. And we kind of sat there. So we were within about seven, eight feet of each other. So we, and for the
1: most part, even with each other, based upon where we felt like a turkey was going to come from. And, uh, you know, we wanted to keep safety in mind. We didn't want to get everybody too far apart. We'd had
3: a safety briefing beforehand, make sure everybody was clear on who's going to shoot when and which direction and all of that. So we were well prepared. Yeah.
1: And and, and our our philosophy was, is that if it came in, well, our philosophy was that no one was going to pass a shot waiting for someone else to shoot. Right. But – if we're sitting pretty much side by side, whoever's on the right is taking the bird if he's more to their side. And if it's on the left, whoever's taking the bird is, 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 you know, more to their side. But I talked to these boys, and neither one of them had killed a turkey before, of how these public land gobblers, you better, you better take advantage of the situation. Which was
3: a little bit of a good thing to keep in mind. Remember this, podcast listeners. Yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) You know, about the time that you start thinking that everything's okay and you've got time with a turkey is usually about the time you lose him. So you better capitalize on the first shot you get. Also, these woods were much more open than what I was used to hunting and what you're used to hunting too. Absolutely, yeah. That was the thing that just blew me away is how open it was. So... I mean, we could see 100 yards in a lot of places. Easily, easily 100 yards. Yeah. So we, we really didn't know that 100% because I hadn't been in these woods in a long time. We just roosted this bird, and I could see what it looked like right there where I was at, but I really didn't know what it looked like down there on the ridge. And uh, so when we got in there, it's super open. And so I knew that this bird is going to have to be coming to us through a lot of open country. hmm which can be difficult and so we uh we set up on this bird 200 yards called it i believe it answered me twice Mm -hmm. off the roost and then that's when i saw a bird about 80 90 yards away kind of skirting around us Mm -hmm. and i said i see a bird and then you guys saw a bird that i didn't see that just came right up in our lap Mm -hmm. and we're still undecided if it was a Jake or a hen, but mm-hmm. it, I mean, it was 20 yards from us, right? I mean, Zach's
3: got pretty good eyes, and he spotted it first. Better let Zach have the headset. Go ahead, James. So, so right after you had seen the one cross the road, and I couldn't quite hear what you were saying, so I was we were playing telephone a little bit, yeah, yeah. So, Zach relayed to me, and so I was sitting real still, and then. And then Zach goes, Oh, oh, there I see it. I see it. There it is. And uh this other one, evidently, was real close. I mean, twenty yards probably. And we couldn't ever make it for legal turkey. Yeah. Right, Zach? What what did you see when you were looking at it?
6: From from the neck up, it looked looked like a gobbler, but there was I mean there was no beer that you could see just Just looking at him. And it was still kind of a little dusky. Yeah. Yeah. So, we
3: didn't have real good light yet. The the sun clearly was not quite up up above the horizon yet. We didn't have any light on the trees or anything. Yeah. I mean, it was... We were legal, but it wasn't... You know, it was that very first half hour time, you know, where... Yeah. It's really right
1: when you're hoping to kill one.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You're trying to pull as many details out. And, I mean, everything else was perfect. I mean, he... She it gave us everything you'd wanted. Except yeah. it didn't didn't prove that it was a male turkey.
1: When I first saw it, I thought that's a Jake. I felt like it was tall and I felt like it was dark. But I just didn't see a beard. But sometimes a Jake beard can be so small right. it just looks like a little yep. feather sticking out or something. It can be very short.
3: Yep. And I and it and it was you know, it wasn't light enough to tell you couldn't see anything sticking out as a, as yeah. a beard, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I was looking at, if he would have been a little farther away, I'd have put my binoculars on him, but yeah. you know, I, we were pinned, you know, we had to sit
1: there still. So yeah, we had to let him walk. Yeah. Which was a good thing. And so we sat there for probably 30 minutes trying to, uh um, Trying to get the work these birds and just try to assess the situation, you know, where their birds coming in, were there was there another Tom around that just hadn't gobbled that was coming in, or you know, what was happening. And so finally, after 45 minutes, I said, Hey, let's just leave these birds, they're not going very far, and let's just keep walking down this ridge and calling. Well, this was about a let's just say a three quarter of a mile long big finger that just had this beautiful flat top and was just great walking,
3: easy walking. That's some of the easiest walking hunting that I've ever done.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we were just walking down kind of an old trail. Yep. And uh, we walk, and one of my favorite ways to turkey hunt is just, you know, kind of run and gun, which is just walk and cut about every 200 yards, just a loud, aggressive cut and just kind of walking slow, listening, walking slow, listening, but then calling and trying to shock gobble one. And long story short, at what time did we hear that you called and that turkey answered us? o'clock. Oh, a- I think it was around 8.30 or 9. Yeah. I mean,
3: we went. It was fairly early. We, we had taken our time to get there, but it was still pretty early in the morning, Yeah. you know? I I think it was by nine o'clock that we were down there,
1: and James called on his slate, and one just answered just right, cut cl- me off. Yeah, I mean that's exactly what you wanted, you know. Yes, he he cut me right off, and so. he was cl- I'd say he was within a hundred yards, easily, wasn't he? easily. Yeah, he was close, and we all four of us just dropped to the ground, found the nearest tree. The boys got their guns up. And I was just expecting a bird to be killed in the mm. next minute and a half, two minutes. Yep. I mean, that's what I thought was about to happen.
3: Yeah, I, I sat down. I mean, that time I sat down so quickly that I was in the least comfortable position I could possibly be in. That, you know, number one, the sense of urgency to get down there and and uh, get situated quickly. And number two, I didn't think I was going to be there very long. Yeah, and after about I don't know two minutes or so,
1: I I pretty quickly regretted that, <laughs> <laughs> that setup. Everything yeah. fell asleep. Zach, what did you think? So you you hadn't this was your first morning to really work some birds. Was that pretty exciting? Hearing that turkey.
6: Yeah, we worked before, but they've never they've never come. They've never been actually close to us. We've never seen a turkey while we've been hunting. Yeah, I mean that turkey was. It was close. It almost made my ears ring.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that was pretty exciting, pulling down, thinking he's about to pop over the ridge. Oh, yeah. I thought we had that one for sure. But he never showed. Nope. So we. it, just, it was just a classic shot gobble with a bird that probably had hens that didn't want to work. And uh, I wasn't going to call to him again. I was just going to let him come in. But after probably five or six minutes, I don't, time is just, I don't even know. It may have been longer than that. It may have been shorter than that. But finally, I called again. <laughs> Nothing. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to call. I've called twice. He knows we're here. And we sat there. We sat there. We sat there. We sat there. We probably sat there over 30 minutes, do you think? Uh, it
3: Probably not quite 30 minutes, I'd okay. say, judging about how when, you know, where I looked and kind of checked where we were, it was probably about 15 or 20 minutes we sat there and waited, though.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We sat there until the bird never gobbled. We never heard him gobble on his own. You called on your slate that mm-hmm. he originally answered nothing. And what did we say? We said, well, we'll come back to this bird yep. mid-morning Yep. when he doesn't have hens. He's not ready to die. And so we pretty much hunted back the way we came. Mm-hmm. And about 9.30, we decided just to take a rest. And so we kind of just sat down. The boys took a nap. We kind of just chilled out, listening for a turkey. But the idea was to go back right into that area mid-morning, you know, between 10 and noon. That mm-hmm. was kind of what I was thinking. And hopefully get that bird to gobble again. But little did we know how it would all be. Pan out would be pretty cool. Right. So we, uh, at 10 o'clock, it was after I got a text from my buddy whose son killed a turkey. At 10 o'clock, we said, okay, it's time to go back in there. Yep. So we're probably a half a mile from there where we were kind of.
3: Yeah. I'd say it's half a mile back and forth.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we're a half mile away. At 10 o'clock, we start walking back into this area where we heard the turkey gobble. And, uh, and I called one time, hey, Bear, Bear is asleep. Wow, that's amazing.
4: The smoke is in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is like a real, legit campsite podcast with boys who've been turkey hunting hard all day and are tired. Um, so we we called a couple of times on the – before we got there, nothing, nothing. Didn't hear anything, and then Bear and Zach are in front of me and James, and we kind of come op- over a little rise and look down through kind of a little saddle, little low spot, and I see something that just isn't right. Everybody knows what that feels like when you think you see game, and you just tell everybody to just slam on the brakes. And what I saw was a deer. I saw a deer. And I just said, whoa, 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 You know, the dad, the excited dad voice, <laughs>
4: yeah. you know.
1: And uh, both of these boys recognized it immediately, didn't you, Bear? Yeah. You know that voice, don't you? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and so they slammed on the brakes, and I'm ca- trying to evaluate what I believe I've seen, and I'm looking at a deer down there at about 80, 90 yards, and – I can't see the deer's head or the deer's butt. I just see his midsection. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at this deer, and I'm telling the guys, there's a deer down there. And, you know, we're not deer hunting, but still, you don't just spook game when you see game. You stop and try to learn something or watch them. Well, this deer hadn't seen us because I I later would see it drop its head and feed. And right over, like I could see him between these two trees. And right over that deer's back, about thirty yards, I see what appears to be a turkey. (laughs) And Dad asked if the turkey was riding on top of the deer's back, and I I don't believe that it was, but from the angle that I looked, I mean, it was like this deer and this turkey. It looked like they were sitting side by side, and I go, "There's a
4: turkey there too. There's a deer and a turkey." And And
1: and you're holding your
3: left arm. You're holding your left (laughs) arm out, and everybody, it's like we're playing freeze tag, and everybody's frozen. Yeah. Not a person's twitching a muscle. Yes,
1: yes. Uh, Yeah, I had my arm out to tell the boys to stop, and I just never put my arm down because when I saw that turkey, I'm pretty sure he saw us or he saw something, Mm -hmm. and I just knew he was about to spook. I knew this whole thing was about to blow up and a turkey was about to fly off and the deer was about to flag and run. And everybody froze so quick, it took about a minute to realize neither of these animals were aware of us. Mm-hmm. But that I could see that turkey's, it, at that time, his head was just white. Uh, you know, just this bright, look white-looking head down there. And I saw it twitching, moving around. And then I saw it, pow! I saw it lean out and gobble. And I said, did
4: y'all hear that?
1: And everybody – now, James, did you hear it gobble? Uh, The first time I think it did, yeah. Well, the thing gobbles. And so I just say, guys, everybody to the ground as slow as possible. And so these boys did awesome. I mean, just like statues still, they just moved to the ground low, 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 low. And once you got about kneeling – distance from the ground the turkey couldn't see just the way the land laid and so they everybody dropped to their stomachs basically Mm -hmm. and we're trying to figure out what to do do we try to call this bird in but if we move around much he's going to see us i mean these things can see so good and so we kind of just sat there and just watched and watched and watched and finally i said let's just let that bird walk off and then we'll go down there and call him in that was the idea and so I don't know how long we sat there and watched this turkey, but we did, and finally, he just turned and just started walking away from this deer, and the deer just kind of passed through the saddle and went down off the ridge, and this turkey just kind of walks away, and uh, we hear him gobble as he's leaving. It's 1030 by now, and he's clearly alone, Mm -hmm. and I did not see a a big beard, but I felt like by his gobble, and I saw him strut one time. I felt like it was a long beard, but I couldn't see a beard. And he gobbled, and then apparently kept walking because the next time he gobbled, he was pretty far away. Yep. And I, I just said, "Okay, guys, here's what we're gonna do. What do we do, James?" Well, so we all got up
3: quickly, moved in that direction, but kept kept down, so we were kind of hunched down. We moved up probably, what, 50 yards, maybe? Maybe. Yeah. I don't even know if we went quite that far, but we moved up on him. Found a good spot where we we had a little bit of cover between us and him. You know, one of the few spots probably in the woods where there was a little bit of stuff down there to break up yeah. our outline. And... uh Kind of resumed the positions that we had been assuming all morning, you know. Zach on the right and Bear on the left, and got all set up and got got comfortable that time.
1: Got comfortable, <laughs> got ready, and we we put out a decoy, which I don't think did us any good. Mm-mm. But i i had I had a cheap little decoy that I just set on a kind of a brush pile out there, just thinking maybe he would see it, key in on it. And once we got ready, I said, Here we go. And I called. Yep. He just answered right away. Yeah. And that's always a good sign. And so I, you know, everybody knew what happened. Everybody was ready. And I gave him two or three minutes. And I really wanted to know did he cut any of the distance? And so I soft, you know, three four note yelp. Yep. And pow. And he had, he was waiting. He was coming. He was closer. Yeah. And that's when I told Bear, I was like, okay, get ready, man. He's going to be, he's coming. Uh, I think we heard him gobble three more times, maybe mm-hmm. just two more times. And I think I may have called one more time. I think I called to him three times. Yep. And, um, and he finally, Zach went, well, Zach saw him. Uh, out there about 80 yards. And then Bear, how far was he when you first
4: saw him? Probably just about that far. He was just like out there. He was out of range, but I could see him in between these two trees, and I kept on seeing little glimpses of his head go by, his bright red head.
1: Yep. Yeah. So, man, that is that is so, to me, that's the best part of calling in a turkey is that first moment when you see that red head coming. Yeah. And uh, now Barry, you'd never killed a turkey, and I just, I, I, he, the way he was coming, he he was veering to Bear's side. He was just that's just kind of the way he was coming. And, you know, we set up quick, and and we actually there was a pond right out in front of us, which probably yeah, hurt. We,
3: we kind of garhold Zach, I think, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that was what we had, you know, yeah, and, and he could have just as easily gone off the other way and come right down the road. And you yeah, guys yeah. would have, I mean, you'd have had to shoot over Zach's head. So yeah. it's just the way it worked out. Yeah, you know, yeah. Zach saw him out there pretty early on and watched him. And, and you know, we couldn't, I couldn't hear you really at all. Um, but Zach and I were whispering back and forth and we kind of had it all planned out. You know, Zach's like, okay, well, if he goes on this side over here, well, he's going to, that'll be bears and... And I was looking at it, I was like, Yeah, that's probably probably what's gonna happen. And Zach's like, Okay, well yeah. Yep, yep. Okay, yep, there he goes. He's going that way. I said, All right, well, keep your safety on, be be ready to go.
1: Yeah.
3: And uh so we just sat there and when once and, and he could see him way better than I could. Like uh, I was just had way more stuff in the way. So I'd catch a glimpse of it of him every little bit, but then when he got probably 70 yards, you know, that's about the time that I could kind of see him and looking around and kind of bobbing his head up and down, you know, like they come in and was kind of sliding off to my left. So we just watched him work that direction.
1: Yeah. Well, he, I quickly realized that when this open of terrain, that it was going to be hard to get him just right in our lap. Mm-hmm. And I also felt that by the time it took him to cover the distance that he did, because he he didn't just come running in. Right. He he was taking his time. He was a little wary. He I don't think he. Did you ever see him strut, Zach? No.
3: Nope. No, he said no. Yeah. Uh. So he. I mean, he was coming in, but he was he was not. He wasn't seeing what he wanted to see yet. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And that's kind of what you were thinking is kind of what I was thinking as he was coming in. Well,
1: and so what I told bear was I, it is, I just said, Hey, the first clear shot you get that Turkey shoot it. And, uh, and I finally saw the Turkey and I felt like the Turkey was in range and it ended up being a little bit further than I thought it was, but I told him to shoot. I said, you know, it was clear that he was going to, he was going to skirt to our left And uh, I saw that it was a long beard, saw its red head, and uh, I thought the turkey was probably 45 yards. And we've got a good 12-gauge, 3-inch, good choke. And
4: uh, when Bear saw him, boom! And what happened, Bear? Well, he kind of like came out from between these two trees, and I couldn't see his whole body. I could just see like his front half of his head and I just put it right at the base of his waddles and shot him and then the gun kinda kicked up so I couldn't see him and then I brought it back down, ready to shoot again. But I saw his wings flap in and you said he's down and It was yeah, like, it, it was a it,
1: done it, deal. He rolled. It rolled, man. And, man, we had him, and it was a nice two-year-old bird, nine and three-quarter inch beard. We didn't get to weigh him, but it was a heavy bird for a two-year-old bird. Mm -hmm. And, uh, man, we were pumped. I felt like we stole that turkey because later later today the weather turned terrible. You know, I mean, it's been raining all afternoon. We were going to try to get Zach back out this afternoon hunting, and, I mean, it's just been storming all evening there's stuff blowing around right now <laughs> and uh, so we we had you know between the this being a spot that we really hadn't intended to hunt we kind of just lucked into roosting a bird there to go in like we did and uh and for it to just work out just like you wanted to you know to kill a bird at ten thirty when he's by himself is kind of what you want to do I mean, like that was just like textbook turkey hunt. Mm-hmm. Set up on the roost, work birds. They don't come in. Shot gobble one that's probably got hens, and then come back mid morning, ten thirty, lone turkey, and kill it. Is just like textbook. So I told these boys that they really probably learned a lot and could learn from that that hunt. Just as a kind of a textbook turkey hunt.
3: Yeah, they got a good education this morning. That's what you want in a youth hunt. Yes. You know, you want them to get out. We saw, you know, while we were walking, we saw many different kinds of tracks that we could kind of stop and identify, um, you know, what the animals were that were in the area. We had different kinds of reactions to the calling, so we could kind of hear maybe what we interpret as kind of half-hearted Jake gobbles and and then mature gobblers talking to us yeah we heard a little bit of you know that first one passed by us don't know if there was another hen back behind us but you know we heard some little soft yelps as they were moving through so you know in terms of all the different things that you can go through in a turkey hunt you know aside from that if if the one that he shot had gotten away from us and we'd had to kind of try to get around him yeah. That'd have been the only thing that, that we could have added to it, I think, today. But yeah. I'm I'm so thankful for the whole the whole entirety of the experience, you know. Yeah.
1: Yep. It was a great morning of turkey hunting on public land down here. It really was. Really was. Man, I told Bear, there is very few things that I feel as accomplished from doing as Killing a turkey on a beautiful spring day, I mean it's fun- there it's a it's a it's a irreplaceable feeling and uh just coming out of the woods with a big gobbler swinging on your back is fun, oh yeah, and it being bears first bear what do you think you probably don't like this very much, you probably won't do it again,
4: <laughs> I definitely want to do it again
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh well we'll uh hopefully we get some good weather so we can get zach on some birds in the morning hopefully yeah. hopefully we'll get some at least, get oh, we don't need weather. much we don't need much of a break just a little break just enough to get in position is all we need yep to hear one uh dad what do you think
5: well i was pretty impressed you know that you guys could go in there and do what you did it was it was uh really a good turkey story and i like the way you said it it was a really good example of how those birds uh behave you know you, the gobblers were with the hens early the hens go to nest probably wouldn't you agree yeah and they don't have a they don't have hen they're not hinned up at that point so yeah. it, you know that's the best time that i found to call them in and you, you know I don't yep. know that you could have done it any better with more drama than what you guys pulled off. And i <laughs> I was pretty, pretty impressed with it myself. So,
1: yeah. Well, it was super fun. I love the youth turkey hunt because, you know, you get to get out with, uh, you know, we've done a lot, t- we've youth turkey hunted every year since, uh, probably my daughter would have been seven years old so the last 11 years i don't think we've missed a youth turkey season Mm -hmm. and we've taken a lot of people not just my kids but we've taken you know three years ago our buddy david killed a. so okay and i said this to zach to make him feel better three years ago bear was in zach's position yep two boys sitting side by side and the turkey came to the other boy's side, and he killed his first turkey. You know, so it kind of, yeah, it's just kind of the way it goes. But uh, so, we've we've taken a lot of people. We've doubled up a couple of times like this. Um, my my uh, oldest daughter's killed a turkey. My middle daughter missed a turkey. But turkeys are hard to come by for us. I mean, like you don't you don't get a lot of opportunity at them. Mm-hmm. The youth turkey season is short, but it's so good because there's not as many people. Yeah. If we'd have been in there, so Mondays opening a adult turkey season, yep, there'll be people. I feel like all over that, yeah. And but youth turkey season, you kind of get a pass, and you can get in there, and it's pretty cool with the older boys who are strong enough and able to walk like men. Yeah, you know, you're not dragging around a eight year old. Uh, which, which we've done. Yeah. We, we've done it. We've, and I've called up a lot of turkeys for these young, young kids that can hardly hold up a shotgun and don't get a shot, you know, and Mm -hmm. that's fun for them, but it's, it's cool to capitalize on it, but, but a good day.
3: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, to be able to get out there and do that, especially, you know, as stressful as the spring has been to just get together and, and, uh have an opportunity to get out and you know and that's what hunting does a lot of times you know you can you can boil life down into its essential things of uh eating sleeping and going and finding your food in the woods you know you yeah. you, you it it's like a Oh it's it just kind of distills away all the impurities and and that's I think why turkey hunting in the spring is so enjoyable cuz you get all that all that renewal, you know. The deer are they're moving around a little bit. They're they're not quite as frightful, you know, so you get chances to sit and watch which we did today after yeah. after we got that turkey on the ground, you know. We had that little that little light colored deer come in and just kind of sit there and look at us like what are those things and what are they doing? Yeah. You know? And uh and it, it just it's it's good to to be able to get out and do that and and uh so thankful for the opportunity and we'll get Zach on a bird for sure. I mean that may not be may not be this weekend or it might be, It'll you happen. know, but There's one thing I know about Zach Brannenberg is that he'll be begging to go back out as soon as he can. Yeah, man.
1: Well, there's something honorable about something not coming easy. I mean, Bear told me on the way walking out of the woods today, we split up. Y'all went on and and hunted out a certain way, and we went back to the truck with a turkey. And Bear said he's hunted every year in Arkansas for the last eight years. (laughs) <laughs> wow. And that's true. That's persistence. He's uh, So he's 14. So how long have you hunted since you were? Since I was six. That's the first year I took you turkey hunting. Yeah. When you were six years old. That's when it's legal for you to hunt in Arkansas. And uh, so he's hunted every year and hadn't killed a turkey yet. So, But I also said that he has been third string quarterback uh, because his sisters, older sisters always got to go and be the number one person on the youth turkey hunt. And then his younger brother didn't even make the traveling squad. Uh, <laughs> so Shepard hadn't even got to go. But Shepard will be up next year, maybe. But what I'm trying to build Barry in, and I know you're trying to build Zach in too, and we're training these boys to where they can go do this on their own. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's you learn so much by somebody calling in birds for you, like dad learned uh, back, you know, and he learned the turkey hunt pretty much by himself, but he, went with a few good guys at different times and you learn so much when you go with good turkey hunters.
3: Yeah.
6: It's
1: invaluable
3: that this is one of the one of the kinds of hunting where having somebody else show you what to do. You can watch all the videos you want but man, I mean, Zach and I had done a lot and you know, Zach's older brothers too have done a lot of stumbling around in the woods looking for turkeys listening, you know, calling and whatever but you know, even a couple of years ago, I had a buddy of mine who loved a turkey hunt, and he took me, and we did, it was the same deal. You know, first morning was tough. We went out, and we heard a little bit, but, you know, we couldn't do a lot of running and gunning and, and didn't get a chance to really go to any birds that morning. And then next morning, we woke up, and, you know, they were just hammering right away and right where we were camping. So it was basically jump into your clothes and, and run at the birds, you know, and then I still got to experience a lot of stuff, even as part of that. That's where I decided I could do this. You know, I was just trying it out every year for several years until then. And so, you know, being able to get out there and and learn something from somebody else is is a good way to to get into this. So so if you're a good turkey hunter, take somebody
1: else out with yeah. you
3: sometime and and show them a few things.
1: Yeah, for sure. Bear, what'd you learn today? Was a, I mean, distill it down. Part of being a being a a, 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 a what's the what's the word? An aware, intelligent, self reflective person is to be able to do stuff and then. Be able to understand what you learned. What did you learn today?
4: Zach, you're next. What Uh, are you thinking? Well, I feel like I haven't really, like the past, all the other years that I've been turkey hunting, it's, you know, like you said, I've kind of been like third string, so it hasn't (laughs) been like as serious, you know, so I, I wasn't really like paying as much attention, but this time I was paying a lot more attention and I kind of like realized that. There's a lot more strategy to the, like, when you call, how you call, where you go, your position then just comes across. Yes. And, yeah. What
1: have you been doing the last eight years? (laughs) (laughs) No, that's excellent, Bear. That's good. Yep, because I told Bear, I said, I want to turn him loose and just go. I want him to be able to hunt on his own. All right, Zach, what did you learn today? We're going to switch the headset here.
6: Oh, okay. I think I learned uh, probably more today than I have, what, like, how long have I been turkey hunting with you, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> all those Too years. Too long. <laughs> not, not eight
3: years, but, I mean, yeah. four or five years, easy, that we've gone out.
6: Yep, learned. Like you said, like, all these different things that happen today, like, that's that's never – Half of those things have never even happened to us, so we learned what what to do in those situations and what not to do, Yeah, but it ended up working out.
1: Well, to me, what really boosts your confidence is when you're on a successful hunt, and you're like, oh, okay, so doing this actually can work. Mm -hmm. It never has before, because we did stuff today that you and your dad have been doing for a lot of years, just the Everything just didn't line up, you know. When you were with him, now he's killed some. He's killed turkeys, yeah. But, but the, you know, and boy, once you get confidence, then you realize, okay, I need to run these ridges. I need to call. I need to be patient when one gobbles. I need to stay up above them. And if you just do that enough times and enough days, you're going to kill a turkey, yeah. And uh, so, I think that's important for both of you, young guys. Is just like. Yeah, put in the time and uh, become a good caller, which, you know, everybody's working on. And uh, and then it just helps to be in turkeys. I mean, you can learn more in a couple of days of hunting in, with a lot of turkeys around than you can in a lot of years with not many turkeys. And so, man, we did pretty good this morning. Got in some turkeys, had some action.
3: Yep, I'd say we'd had a blessed weekend.
1: Yeah, man. Well, um. Zach or not Zach? James, what's going on with uh, backcountry hunters and anglers in Arkansas? Can you give us like a short update?
3: Yeah, yeah. So we're still on track. Um, you know, we've got our application in to be our own chapter. Um, you know, we were we were hoping to have that, uh, you know, kind of a a party at rendezvous, but I, you know, I was not looking. Like that's gonna happen this year.
1: I saw that they're gonna have a virtual rendezvous. I yeah. saw the email today. Okay, while we were sitting up there, waiting gotcha. before we killed the turkey. Gotcha.
3: Okay. Well, the cat's out of the bag then, so I can talk about it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, we're gonna do it that way. And um, but otherwise, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll tell you a couple of things that we're really looking for in Arkansas right now is um, we've got a good core group of people. Uh, on our board who are, uh, engaged. And I mean, we've got a lot of plans for the year. This, all this junk that's going on right now is, you know, like it is for a lot of people. It's, it's caused a little bit of, uh, being unsettled with a few things, but you know, we're still committed to the mission and, and we really could use, um, some, some people in central Arkansas. I've got a few people down there the, the ones that I have from central Arkansas are great and they're doing a good job. And we could use a few more people who are just interested in what BHA has going on, what we're bringing to the table. Um, and just to, to help us uh, diversify our leadership base within the state. Um, and that's probably what a lot of what we'll concentrate on for the rest of the year
1: yeah um you know what do you need people willing to do
3: uh you know from a from a a board perspective it's just have a little bit of time available to to help us put put events together and when we talk about events you know of course the thing that most people with will associate with bha would be like a pint night or something like that just to get together where we're gonna you know we'll we'll put a theme around that and 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 try to, um, try to make it educational or, you know, getting ready for a season or something like that. But then other events, you know, whether that's finding us a habitat project, um, and we've got a couple of partnerships that are, that we're working on with the forest service and there'll be some, some projects a little bit later in the year that we'll, that we'll get out there and really. We'll be taking care of some campgrounds and doing some mobility impaired hunting programs um, in the national forest. So, it really is just people who are are willing to to be engaged a little bit in in the process of of leadership, you yeah. know, whatever that's going to be. I mean, some sometimes it can be, you know, I'll show up and man a booth, or it can be I'll be the secretary, or it'll be, yeah, you know, just just. Just those kind of things. And, you know, we'd really like to to get some more women involved on our board. We we had uh, one lady who was on there with us, and she had to step away, which we really regretted because she was just a dynamite uh, individual that she brought a lot to the board. But, um, you know, so we'd like to just get a little bit more diversity of, of geographic representation and then, you know, just – just more people who are interested in doing a little bit of work.
1: Yeah, yeah. Good. Well, that's great. That's great. Good to hear it. That the chapter's moving forward. And too bad about rendezvous. I was going to try to go out there.
3: Yeah, we we were taking the whole family this year, so ah.
1: it has it has turned our whole summer upside down. But no bueno. That, you know, is what it is. Yep. Well, hey. We uh our fire is dwindling down. The rain has uh intensified slightly. Wind is picking up. Um we're going to sleep in the tent tonight. Dad's in the camper. James and Zach have a nice setup in their truck. Uh Dad, you got anything you want to say? You got any favorite turkey stories you want to tell us?
5: Will? You know, I've got a few. I'm not sure how interesting
1: they are, but um uh... Close us down with a story. You know, make it about, you know, hit the high points. Okay. Make it about about six minutes.
5: You got to keep in mind, I'm average turkey hunter at best, but when there were a lot of birds, you know, I mean, I I could kill them. You thought I was real good, and I had went out one night after work, afternoon, and I roosted a bird, and I knew I had a meeting I had to be at early, so I had to kill that bird within about 30 minutes, so... I got in real close to where he was roosted and, um, I got so close when day broke, I could see the bird on the roost. And so I'd never seen a bird fly off the roost and I just kept watching him. And finally, you know, I just lost my focus and the bird. First thing I know he's on the ground and he, you know, I called enough to where he knew where I was. And I had my gun up, which is a crazy three-and-a-half-inch single shot that will just, I had, well, it, it'll, it'll kill you when you shoot it.
1: It, it kicks so hard, I, I won't shoot it. It bloodied Clay's
5: <laughs> lip, and I, I could name three other people probably that it bloodied their lip. And anyway, I loved it, and I still have it. it you know, so it shoots real tight, and I mean, it is a killer gun. I got this gun up. And I'm wondering where this bird is. And after about five minutes, my wish came true. This bird is right on top of me. But instead of being in front of my gun, he's standing right beside me. I look in my peripheral vision, and this bird is three feet away. (laughs) And I, I just could not believe it. And I was in buck brush, about three feet tall. So, you know, my head was about the level of buck brush and this bird is right here i mean you know i could actually have bent over just about six inches and grabbed him by the feet well
1: it'd be a really cool story if you'd have done that
5: (laughs) but i got this pop gun i like to call it pointed straight ahead well this bird he's like scripted and i go okay now bird walk right in front of my pop gun and sure enough he did i think i've said six feet you know right uh who knows how far but it was i mean extremely close and and i have a red dot scope on it and i i pulled the trigger and missed the stinking bird at six feet and i'm like see this bird fly off this ridge i just couldn't believe it and uh but it was a the, the problem was I closed one eye and, and I got that worked out and uh, so anyway there were so many birds it wasn't a problem to kill another one but that that story is uh, one of your all
1: time favorites
5: yeah really I mean you know to have a bird just walk up right next to you I'm like going what <laughs> so it, it was pretty
1: fun uh, that's something that's good well guys hey Keep the wild places wild because that's where the turkeys live. Yep.